Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man, I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man, I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, keep tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talking Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Talking they about. compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot of And who the ball, ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Cavill's Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is out on assignment, so we have none other than Josh Sims Sr. back in the house, back in the building. Look at him. I like the eagle. Look at the eagle sweat on. It look clean. I might, I need to send me a cap, man. That's dope. I, I like that. Send me a cap so I can represent. Represent. Y'all playing some ball right now. There you go. Yeah, I, I like it. There you go. Mind me a golf cap. I'll make sure I get it on for you. I got you. That being going. But we have none other than Joshua Sim Sr. holding it down for us today as he has the adjunct professor role. He keeps showing up like this. We don't have to move him to visiting professor, Charles. Now, how about that? <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you, you're, you're the professor. So you get to, you're going to have to vote on, you know, whether he gets a, that movement as one of the yeah, regular family members. Hey, I, I love it. Let's rock and roll with it, then. Hey, let's see how <laughs> let's see how he picks today. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're thinking about one game in particular, but I'm gonna pick them right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Welcome to episode 305 of Inside the HBC Sports Lab Radio Show and Podcast, the show that's covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBCU sports. Uh, in the Sporting HBCU Dash, for all things HBCU sports institutions, large and small, from the NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic program in the business of HBCU sports. We like to call it HBCU sports pedagogy. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, along with my co-host. Today is none other than Professor Charles Bishop, Professor Joshua Sims Sr., we are filming from our home studios and sitting a signal live to Caseways 1230 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, multi-Hall of Famer. That's none other than Ralph Cooper in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University uh, from Houston, Texas. With that being said, today's episode from Inside HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THG Agency. THG Agency is a company that provides supporting and educational consulting and data analytics. Charles, I know you're not necessarily in your home studios. You're on the road, I think. Uh, if uh, you, you had a chance to put out a little golf clubs, how did that go? Yeah, I had an opportunity to play in eighty uh, Ashley Robinson's golf tournament today. I had an enjoyable time out there. Uh, we shot a great score, Dr. Cavill, but uh, the score that was shot, my goodness, oh, 20 under. That, 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 was, that was quite a bit today. <laughs> Man, what y'all doing out there? See, you know, our people oh, already. Oh, man. So I'm not sure yeah. you want to put that out there. They already going to question everything you're doing. Yeah, I know that's the truth, man. But I had a phenomenal time out there today. Uh, great golf course. And uh, this is, if I'm not mistaken, either the 
third or fourth year that we've done this and uh, raised as much needed funds for Jackson State Athletics. So uh, you get an opportunity to basketball coaches come out there and play a little bit. Uh, nice time was had by all. It was uh, probably his biggest one this year. Oh, that's awesome to see you getting bigger and better. Joshua, welcome back to the show. How you doing? Man, doing excellent, sir, man. Thank you for having me back on the show. Fellas, thank you for having me back on the show. 20 under? Golly. That's a lot. Exactly. That's a lot. <laughs> I, I, I don't even play golf, and I'm like, huh? But last time we had you on, speaking of that, you had a tea time the next day with some of your Eagle and a couple of Aggies. That was before the big Duke Mayo Classic, uh, which – um, you all came out on top of that, looking pretty good. And since I've won a couple of more games, another game, I should say. So let me ask you, how did you perform out there on the golf course? Did you take some money or were you nice? To well, you know, what did you do out there? You know, Doc, it, it was. I did get to win some money. Uh, for the first time in my golfing career, I've been playing for a long time. And uh, it was a festival wow. in general. Uh, you know, it was the 100th Aggie Eagle Classic. Uh, this year was put on by Duke's Mayo, you know, and the whole mayonnaise and all of that stuff, that all the festivities. <laughs> but for the first time in my golf career, I drove the green. I drove a par four all the way to the green from the tee box. I played for the tips. And uh, that was a sign of what the rest of the day was going to look like for them Aggies because they was all, what in the world? Just looking all around. They was confused about how a brother could go out there and drive a whole green, drive a whole uh, hole. So, and then my boys went out there and took care of business that night. And, uh, man, it has been nothing but exuberance and love and happiness since I drove <laughs> that green. So let's just say that, Doc. <laughs> Boy, them eagles in the nest, they flying high. Yes, they sir. They fly high. Einstein Maddox, Thomas Einstein Maddox, Wendell Davis are in the house. Anthony Weston says, what's up, everyone? Good evening, Dean and professors. It's a class tonight. I see you in here. I appreciate you, Noel Price, Karen Griffin, Wendell Dave. Good evening, Karen is saying hello to everyone. Uh, Sherman Miller is in here. Lonnie Shaw, thanks a lot for addressing my questions. No doubt, appreciate you for asking the questions. Always, you know what we do. Willie Alex Hines, hello, ladies and gentlemen. The CIAA is here, getting ready to watch Savannah State and Benedict on ESPNU. That's right. We're going to watch it as well, give you some updates, so keep your eyes here. But I know y'all can multi-talent and put, put both cameras on. Make sure they get some love. We'll give you updates. Uh, Carol Keelum, good evening, Doc and company. Are we going to get some sound today? Yes, we think we fixed it. We good. Uh, let us know. Great evening, Sports Lab fans. Kay Johnson, always taking care of us. With that being said, and let me go to you, Charles, with some of the news of the day. What you got for us? Yeah, let's start off with a little sports business. Jackson State freshman cornerback Travis Hunter, uh, he signed an NIL deal to become an ambassador for Michael Strahan brand. So uh, this is a quote from Michael Strahan. Travis Hunter is a game changer on and off the field. This young man had the opportunity to select any school in the country, but chose Jackson State University and HBCU. His decision demonstrates character, his vision, and confidence is also a great teammate. So, congratulations, to Travis Hunter, signing an NIL deal with the Michael Strahan brand. Yeah, and and speaking of that, I, I love to see that. And speaking of that, Michael Strahan, um, shout out to Texas Southern University as they brought out some of their Michael Strahan suits as well, tailored inside with the TSU logo, looking clean as they have some shots. We'll probably get them up before the end of the show. Give you some of those. Uh, 
shots of what Texas Southern universities uh, obviously having body in there looking sharp in terms of the outline that they had with those. Everybody's going with these suits uh, looking good either. Especially with Michael Strahan, he got folks looking tight around here. I need to talk to him. Maybe, maybe the team here needs to make sure we can. Yeah, how about this? All these <laughs> suits, you know, we want to look clean as well, right? Hey, man, I'm, I'm on the team now, too. So, yeah, I need one of them suits, man. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. Let's go to you, Josh. Give us some other updates and news on today. What do you got? What's on Absolutely. your mind? Absolutely, man. want to, uh, Doc, thank you. I, w- I want to give a shout out to Johnson C. Smith. Here in Charlotte, North Carolina, man, the lone HBCU here in the great, st- great state of North Carolina and in the city of Charlotte, uh, $80 million in equity funds, man, that they are now utilizing to kind of become the premier private HBCU here in the state of North Carolina, $80 million in private equity funds. That is incredible. So super salute to that administration there, that equity fund that they're kind of building is supposed to be catered toward education only, but I would love to see if how they going to kind of steer a little bit of that money uh, toward athletics as well. But super salute to Johnson C. Smith uh, and having that $80 million equity fund, man, that's huge, man. So uh, that's what my shout out for the day is, Doc. I like that. That's a great point when you talk about that. And what's nice, even if they're not allowed to use that $80 million towards athletics, that means, but there are some funds now that are freed up that they would have been using for some academics. Now that funds that are allowed to go over there, can be used to athletics. So to your point, whether it's directly or indirectly, this has a chance to go across the board for Johnson C. Smith, which would be a lovely opportunity. Yes, Great sir. points there made by you, Joshua. Getting back to you, Charles, what else is on your mind in terms of the news of the day? Yeah, let's stay with sports business team. Howard University receives a million-dollar gift to renovate the gym. Uh, Howard University is giving a $1 million gift from Nuna Baby Essentials to renovate Burt Gymnasium. So that uh, it, money is earmarked for renovations to the coach's office, uh, locker rooms, and Bird Gymnasium. So shout out to Howard, million dollar gift to renovate the Burr. Ooh, man, you, you get a lot of nice things looking in the Burr, man. Uh, coming up there, Josh, you're gonna have to go up to DC, find a new reason, to see what they, what kind of update, so you can report back and tell us. Do they know what they're doing or not with million dollars? Yeah, man, I need to see what how we're gonna do with that million dollars. You know, and from our perspective, especially here in the MEAC, the rich gets just get a little more richer. Uh, <laughs> but for whatever reason, hopefully that allows for them. To, <laughs> hopefully that pushes them in a direction that you know, athletically, man, because uh, everybody knows on my show on HBCU nightly, I have a weekly banter and kind of laughing session as it pertains to Howard football, but. Uh, that's going to change here soon. Hopefully that million dollars is the catalyst that pushes that in another direction. Great point. Great point. I'm glad you did the shout out with your nightly, uh, with your weekly nightly show that you talk about HBC nightly. That was pretty good. How you pulled it in. I like that. I like that. You learn fast and you got a little jug and stick to Howard University. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let me stick with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's how you do it in the MEAC. I see y'all got a y'all got a little pep in yourself. They talk about it's uh, tough in the swag. I guess it's getting tougher in the MEAC as well. How about that being yeah. said? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You like that? Like yeah. that? Joshua, stick, sticking with you, give me some more HBCU news of the day. 
Yes, sir, man. So I'm going to go directly to my alma mater, man. Uh, uh, I'm a North Carolina Central graduate. For those who don't know, I'm a third generation North Carolina Central graduate. Graduate. My parents went to Central. My grandparents went to Central. My wife and I met on the beautiful sloping hills in Verde Green. So I'm going to give a super shout out nah, to uh, my alma mater, um, launching the infrastructure and a boost to our STEM education program, man. We have already one of the best uh, law schools, one of the best tech and IT uh departments in the country, business school of business in the country. But now we are starting to kind of chip away at the school down the highway with a major investment into the STEM program. So uh, I know A&T is known for, you know, them being an agriculture and technology state university, but we are now starting to move in the direction of STEM and investing some of our, our endowment into the STEM program. So I'm going to give a super shout out to my alma mater, the North Carolina Central University, and our development of our brand new infrastructure and launching our infrustructure towards STEM program. Hey, hey we on the way. <laughs> we on the way. I see you keep moving, and you talk about law school and its partnership in terms of what it does for IT, one of the best in the country in terms of delivery. As um, COVID hit and you had so many universities that were moving to online programs, I happen to be in one of those positions where we were talking about the latest in the law school here at Texas Southern University. I uh, had partnered and called over uh, to get some information in terms of North Carolina Central because they were on that cutting edge with so many things they were doing with the law school uh, in terms of the infrastructure and IT, what they would get done. So great point that you uh, talk about that and tie it in in terms of North Carolina Central. Continue to grow and take the next step. Pretty big, pretty big. I did want to give some love to the Division II CIAA, Journal of Mission Tickets to Move Digital for the 2023 CIAA Basketball Tournament. Uh, the CIAA reports that they will be moving uh, to a digital platform. And we've seen this across the country in many sports, HBCUs. You saw a lot of that uh, with, obviously, COVID-19 when it first kicked off and they were trying to get back into some activities. A lot of places were moving to this handless, touchless uh, and so you see this uh, continued move uh, right there at Jackson State. In a lot of ways, they're switching over from uh, one of their ticket processors using Ticketmaster to another company uh, in regards to what that looks like. And a lot of that is about being able to be more seamless in terms of moving away from that paper product. Obviously, it helps in terms of county. What people may not realize, I did want to touch down. We always talk about data, right? And data marks and analytics. Uh, when you go to these paperless systems, obviously it can protect you to some degree, uh, but also what's more important to me is all the rich data that you can get. Talking about data points, uh, mm -hmm. when you get this information and we're talking about institutions understanding how to market better, talk to their alumni and their fans, one of the ways to do that is to move to systems that allow you to collect all this rich data so now it has the ability to help you augment it and do different analysis that should put you in a better position to market in a lot better ways to understand price points, differential ways that you can do price points and those kind of things, as well as just information between direct marketing and what you're going to market to folks. So it's good to see um, that you see a lot of our institutions, in this case, particularly the CIAA, that are moving more in terms of understanding uh, the digital platform. Now, this is going to be frustrating for some fans. We got to be frank with that. In terms of the older demographic that are yep. used to having paper copy, they want that. We're going to yeah. have to find a way to find a unique medium and help them make sure that they have the ability to talk about it 
they come from environments where they don't necessarily trust electronic stuff out there in terms of having their information out there, which we certainly have to understand and respect. Uh, but I like to share why this is necessarily in terms of providing the opportunity about our institutions, uh, looking at the cutting edge in a lot of ways about how they do that. So wanted to get in that a little bit before we take our first break. We're up against it now. Stick with us. We'll be right back as we get into the second quarter. It's getting hot in here. We're going to talk a little bit about the marching sport. It's time to give you that band update and see what people say about what's going on with the top 10. Remember, in the marching sport, there has to be competition, wins and losses. Stick with us. We'll be right back to tell you who's in the top 10 of the marching sport in week number two. Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to myjbn.com slash support and be a part of the Black College Sports Let's get back to getting ticks instead of watching flicks. Before we can safely get out there, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit getvaccineanswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your crew. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language, and she really loves her grandson, like really loves. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Picks up a first down. And, and I'm going to go back to, you know, we talked to our friends, uh, Charles Bishop and Neely. They follow Jackson State football and having dinner with them. I mean, they said this team feels like nobody can score three times on them. Three times. He didn't say if it was three field goals, three touchdowns. Prairie View has scored twice. Touchdown, field goal. That's how good this defense is. And, whoa. They are as good as advertised. Fourth best in all of FCS. It got to get to the point where whoever we're doing the broadcast that week of the game, they're going to sit down with y'all because y'all know us better than everybody. Sure. And y'all know some of the inside stuff we do. that I may not tell them because I don't trust them. But sure. Trust us. Okay. Trust y'all. appreciate that we trust. appreciate that. Much love, baby. <laughs> 
Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah. And who the ball, ball, So listen to Professor, yes sir, and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Leo with Inside HBC Sports Lab. Those are the straight uh, suits for Texas Southern University I was talking about. As Charles said, he said, who is that? Oh, he said, all right, Jesus. Yeah. I said, that was sweet. Yeah, they were clean. I told you. I, I like that. Those. I want some of those in my life. So y'all don't get mad if I find myself and I'm on the show and all of a sudden I say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your boy finds a way to get his hands on stuff. Real real. Like, That's all right. <laughs> you know, I do need to go get it. might take a little while because I do got to get it fitted just right. You know what I'm saying? Make sure it's, uh, it's on the big sexy yada bears they like to call around these parts. Oh, that's it. <laughs> Let's get into the market sport. The top 10, starting with the bottom five. Let's get into it. At number 10, you have Howard, Showtime Marching Band, one and one on the season. They dropped one spot but they still stay in the top 10. And you see those that dropped out this weekend, uh, some receiving votes. But at number nine, you got Florida A&M marching 100. They get back into the mixes. They were not ranked. You know, you would be surprised if they stay out too long, but they're in here. One and one, they are 0 and 1. They lost that opener. Boy, it was a tough weekend. But they got it done this past weekend against Albany. They got it done for them. At number eight, you got Alcorn State, the Sounds of Dynamite Band. 0-1, but they drop the spot, but they stay in the top 10. And number seven, Kentucky State Mighty Marching Thoroughbred Band. They got a big victory this past weekend um, as they are 1-0 and uh, from earlier in the season. They dropped one space, bringing us to number six. North Carolina Central Sound Band uh, Marching Machine continues to get in there. They move up some spots. They move up four spots to number six. They beat up on Winston-Salem State. They beat them on the field. Okay. And they right. go to the market. Right. Like, it, yeah, it's tough. When you go two for, it's tough. So that's your bottom five in the top six, uh, top ten. Let's get in the top five, give you some more to see what's going on here. At number five, you got Fairview A&M, the Marching Storm. They dropped three spots. Ooh. Not performing last week. They did one of those moves where they didn't go down to follow the team, the Abilene, and they had a contest where they decided to come up here. They did perform with Pow Wow, mm. but my understanding is that they even played the horns. They marched mm -mm. and danced. They looked good. Mm -mm. at the Houston, Texas, but who could have known if they would have played and followed the team, that could have been a difference in terms of prayer abuse. Man, your, prior, your, priority, your priority is the team. The team. Not Paul Wall. No, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Charles taught me this last year when we debuted it, that it's important that you play in the competition and that you support your team. So they took a drop for that. Not so much they didn't play, but the fact they wasn't there for the team. We'll see how that moves up the rest of the season. They do have a big one coming up in the State Fair Classic. We'll see what that looks like 
And number four, you have Alabama State Mighty Marching Hornets. They have one first place vote. I should say Prairie View still holds on to a first place vote. They just over Prairie View at 69 points, but they stay at number four. At number three, you have the Southern Human Jukebox. One and mm. oh, first place vote, 71. Whoa. Uh, and I, don't, I don't get into this, these, oh, these collaborations. Alabama State with the UCLA. Yeah. Well, I don't know what all this is about. All this uh, LSU yeah. Southern. Man, this is a marching sport. All this mix. Brand collaboration, yeah. Mm. Save that for the concert hall, not for the marching sport on the field. Yeah. And number two, you got you 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 agree with that, Charles? Oh, number two. Now I'm oh. talking about Southern in the marching sport, and you start to say some of this. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm as bad as Unity Steps. I don't like saying that. <laughs> yeah, I am. You yeah. North Carolina. All yeah, yeah. I'm good. You tell them to cut I'm the good. check. We don't need right. no. Right. Right. Competition here. Competition. Jackson State signed the boom of the South 2-0 and get it over the aristocrats and you won it on the field. I know mm. some people say it was close when they might not got oh. We'll let y'all say a little bit about it. Oh, we'll let Joshua say too. Everybody's saying they move up three spots. It sounds like we have a controversy for the first mm. time of the year in week number two. And number one, Bethune-Cookman marching Wildcat. I'm going to go oh. with visiting professor. We didn't already upgrade the adjunct. Joshua, tell us, what's your thoughts in terms of the top 10 poll rankings? Look like you have some concerns. Tell us. Tell us what you feel. Doc, look at my face, Doc. Yeah. Doc, look at, Doc, look at my face. It's a face of concern. Now, listen, I got a lot of love for, uh, for the Marching Wildcats down in Daytona Beach, man. I had the esteemed opportunity to play against Bethune-Cookman all four years of, of me playing at North Carolina Central. And their band was like that. But Doc, <laughs> Doc, Doc, they, they didn't been getting a shellacking on that field and they band ain't been able to help. I don't know <laughs> how they get number one because the band ain't took no attention away from the shellacking they've been getting on that field. So <laughs> I don't know about how they going to be at number one like that. The That's brothers got to score some touchdowns. You know, they got to score some touchdowns and they got to score some nice band kind of unity just to make that happen, just for me to feel a little bit better for them at number one, man. That's just how I feel about it. You know, I, I like that's just it. me, you know. I like it. You're going to make me think twice. This is one of the first times that I even paused where you broke that down. <laughs> I'll go to Charles. He sounds like he got some concerns, too. Do we got two for two? Charles, uh, what are you looking at in the where, program? Where was the aristocratic bands? I think they need to be in there somewhere. Because uh, They State. receiving votes. They were the first one out. They would be a number 11. Uh, well, here, here's how I'm gonna. Here's how I'm looking at this. I've, I've done like an informal poll of a lot of uh, ex Boom members uh, who watched that show this past week, and they were not impressed. They thought the aristocrat got them this week. So I know you might have them as two and zero, oh, but uh, you know, I in uh, watching that show, you know, I, I have to take my hat off to the aristocrat. You know, and one component of this marching sport is that your your PA or or, or your hype guy that he, you know, rides with the band and, and has that good, just good amount of witty and, and salty all at the same time. Yeah, Brother and, Charles. Yeah, and that's that's what Tennessee State kind of got Jackson State this past weekend. Uh, the, the PA announcer kept the crowd engaged and that kept the band engaged. And it was a standing O at the end of the night for the aristocrat on the field, so. Real man, I might got, have to reevaluate this if you get the standing ovation. I don't know how you get the victory there. It might have to uh, be updated. Well, we'll 
we'll see later in the year, but we'll make sure we reevaluate the computer rankings. Maybe there was a glitch in there. Go ahead, Joshua, <laughs> you want to add to that? Yeah, yeah, because I, I know Brother Charles kind of like gave a little side look with, with, with my Eagles, our, our marching sound machine being at six. Listen, we were at home last week. It was raining last week, and the band tore the house down. I mean, tore it down. Our PA announcer, I know I, I know we hear some conversations about the PA announcer, but our PA announcer tore the house down. So just a little bit of background, uh, Charles and Doc. Man, in all of my years of going to North Carolina Central and being around North Carolina Central, our band, even though our football team is now starting to come around and have a little bit of our heyday, our band has always been the thing that really kind of settled us down and really, really been the thing that kind of stood out for us. Sound Machine, you know, has had a chance to go to the, the Rose Bowl, has had a chance to go and do some appearances at some other big stages. Sound Machine is rocking and rolling, man. Even with the rain, we got turf at our field now, so they ain't have no hiccups. But they were on point, Brother Charles. They was on so, point. So, so help me out. Help me out with this, y'all, because this is my, my beef with the MIAC. Do y'all battle? Week in, week out. Do you travel? I'm saying yeah, we do. Band, band, band yeah, band, our band, yeah, our band goes. Our band goes. Now, their band, our band, so I will say our band is not traveling to New Hampshire. But that'll be the only game on our schedule this year that our band won't go. Because we, you know, our athletic director nice. has done a phenomenal job. And mm-hmm. uh, we, we talked about it a little bit on the show last time. So I won't go too much in depth about how band needs to be included inside of athletics. I, oh, I no look doubt. at it as a sport. No yeah, and so if if you go have a right. game and you want the best representation of your your university at that game, you gotta have the pump and the circumstance. And our defense right now is bringing that pump, but I'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. This man knows what he's talking about. See, that's why we bring experts like this on the show here at Texas Southern University. They just made that change where literally. Uh, the VP of athletics now is included uh, the marching band. So he's responsible for that. So th- the mix in terms of I've been pushing this for years is to understand the uniqueness in terms of HBCUs and that culture and how the band and athletics, particular football are really hand in glove, if you would. And if you could put them together, then you should get a better return on understanding of making sure the band is inclusive getting the benefits. So one of the things I like uh, that happened in that is the band actually gets the bag, just like your athletic programs uh, get the bag. So the deal with Under Armour is inclusive of the band. Wow. Um, so they get the jackets. They get the bags. I yeah. know when the deal with Adidas was first done at Prairie View, that was the case. The band down there and the cheerleaders all wore Adidas gear and had all the paraphernalia associated with it in terms of bags and things of that nature, along with the band. So it's good to hear that other institutions, uh, HBC-related, are considering this, thinking this, and I think uh, you can market this even more so. So that's good information. Let's take our second break as we get into halftime. We'll come back and we'll get into some of the sports, some of the games of the week. We'll break it down both at the mid-major level and the major level. We got some good games this weekend. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We gave you two of your classic and in the matchups on Tuesday. Now we're going to get into your CIAA, SIAC, MEAC, and SWAC matchups particular. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break to break it all down for you and more.
your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support. MyJBN.com backslash support for more information. Driving offers the most advanced and luxurious pickup in its class. Yeah, it runs. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Never not working. Never not working. Never, ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. It's like a loop machine. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot left. And who's about, So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir. And pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is out on assignment, so we have Joshua Sims Sr. coming in here representing the MEAC in North Carolina Central University and doing well, I might add. Being able to be versed, talking about the news, updates, uh, providing us some band information and giving us some cultural perspective of what goes on in MEAC, particularly with North Carolina Central. And mm-hmm. he hit it right on the button talking about they travel. you got to have matchup. You cannot be in the marches or win poll rankings if you're not having matchups. Now, we can get some updates. We can go back and forth of where you need to be. But it's pretty simple. If you're not having any matchups, don't even talk to me. Look at that. Let's go to the CIAA game of the week. We're in Virginia, Rogers Stadium. St. Augustine Falcons, they 0-2. And Virginia State Trojans, 1-1. Shout out to Dr. Howard Frazier, Henry Frazier. I should say Dr. Henry Frazier III. Got the big first win as a Trojan up there. And I got to ask these fellas to see what they think about this CIAA matchup. Does he get a second one, or does the Falcon find a way to get it done? Let me go with you, Joshua. Let me go with you first. Let me know what you think about this matchup. Yeah, man, a, a beautiful history with Coach Frazier, man. That was my co- my coach in college. Uh, his offensive coordinator, Lamar Manigo, was my position coach in college. Oh, and wow. uh, so I'm very, very well impressed of what's going on up at Virginia State University, or as as they would say, the Virginia State University. Man, they were rolling last week, man. Um, That game last week 
that offense found a way to start clicking at the right time. And I all my big question coming into the season with Virginia State was how that offense was going to look with a brand mm-hmm. new coordinator, brand new head coach, and really a, a kind of a little bit of an experienced guy um, as your as your gunslinger. But the running game was what made me very very impressed last week with Virginia State. So this week against St. Aug, St. Aug obviously coming into Virginia State, they are hot right now. Yeah, man, I don't know, man, and I, I'm usually pretty good on your on this show, Doc. <laughs> I pretty much call it like it is. I got Virginia State winning by two touchdowns, man. I just don't think St. All going to be able to hold the role with Virginia State in that offense, man. That's fair. Shout out, as I said, to Dr. Henry Frazier, the third. He was the coach that brought the championship back to Prairie View back in the day before he went up there in North Carolina Central and coached there. So I always followed with was always on the edge about getting his next job. I was at his dissertation defense uh, that he did. In Prairie View, um, and that was wonderful. Uh, and had to shut down somebody that was asking a question. I was like, no, that's not what this is about. Because the guy was asking a question in an area that he didn't know. And so I, I didn't even let Frazier have to go to – he touched him up afterwards, but I was like, no, nah, I need to answer this one. <laughs> 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 As a doctor at the time. Yes, so we sir. got in there, so it was good. But shout out to Frazier. Uh, we're going to have to get him on interview. If not, I'm going to make sure we get him down there to – as um, AD and Brian do a great job of bringing in those D2 coaches. So I'll make sure I reach out and get him on that show, get him some airtime because he deserves that, especially if he can find a way to get a win this week. He may deserve it. Let me go to you, Charles. Talking too much here. Let me get your thoughts. Yeah, I, I always respected Coach Frazier in terms of what he's been able to do, whatever, wherever he's been. Like you mentioned, uh, tremendous success at Prairie View. Uh, yeah. You talked about him, Joshua, there in North Carolina Central. Very well respected. A couple of coaches here at Jackson State, very well aware of his work. So I expect nothing but great things for him in terms of, of making Virginia State a perennial uh, contender up there in the uh, CIAA. So I'm going to go with Virginia State at home. And uh, you touched on it. It's the Russian attack that will uh, take St. Aug out. So I'm looking for a big score for Virginia State. Yeah, you talk about that. I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about his. Bowie State Bulldogs, oh, Wilson, <clears throat> out of the CIAA North, but then they get Crane Frazier. So that North seems like it's going to stay hot. And let's mm-hmm. make sure that we mention what Virginia Union University was able to do against yes, Val Doss. Oh, man, Val Doss State, State. The top 25 mm-hmm. top five team in terms of what they got done down there. So it's going to be interesting to continue to see how that goes. Let's get into our SIEC. Division game of the week, still in the mid-major area. We're going to travel to Columbia, South Carolina. That game is on now. Charlie W. Johnson Stadium, SIEC, ESPNU. Number nine, Savannah State, one and one on the season against number three, Benedict Tigers, two and oh. It's going to be fascinating to see what this looks like. We'll get into it, probably give you an update at 645 as things get. They just kicked off at 630. Stick with us. Uh, as we give you some updates. Let me stick with you, Charles. What are your thoughts in terms of this matchup? Yeah, I, I said on Tuesday, I like Benedict at home. Uh, they're playing some great football, so uh, I think they will get the win. I'm, I can't wait to turn this one off. No problem. Joshua Sims, tell us what you think about Benedict and Savannah State. You're going with Charles, uh, with Benedict being able to maintain that number three, or is number three going down in a major upset against number nine, Savannah State Tigers? Yeah, man. Uh, Benedict, man, has, has some of the most beautiful facilities, oh, yeah. uh, athletic facilities that I've ever seen uh, across different divisions, man. And that 
that team is is poised to have a big time season. But brother Charles, not so fast, my friend. Savannah mm. State, <laughs> that mm. offense, baby, is gonna click and click and click tonight. I do. I, I looked a little bit back at kind of the box score, looked at the stats, and looked a little bit back at the uh, at the rollback of their game last week against Edward Waters, man. And one thing for me that that really kind of stood out was Jaden Adams, that quarterback that they've got down at Savannah State is the real deal. And they haven't had a quarterback like that in some time. So to see Jaden so solid, very, very equipped in the pocket, that offense is clicking. I got them winning. Close, but I do got them getting the W tonight against Benedict. Sorry, my brother Charles. Hey, your pick is your pick, man. <laughs> <laughs> Charles, I think he a little more confidence in the head football coach than a lot of folks have in terms of Savannah State. We'll see uh, shortly. Uh, in terms of who was right on that. Let's take our last break. We'll get back and get into the major division games of the week. We're going to go into the MEAC. Nice matchup there. We're going to give you an update in terms of North Carolina Central, New Hampshire Wildcats, and then we're going to get into the SWAC, one of those conference, non-conference games. If you don't know about that, we'll tell you a little more. But that's going to feature Grambling traveling to Jackson State. That's a top 10 matchup in itself. Mm. The number seven Grambling State Tigers going up at number one. Jackson State Tigers will give you some records, some breakdowns, and see what these gentlemen say about these two matchups out of Demiak and Swack. Stick with us. We'll right back after this break. We'll get into the major division and see what's going on in these matchups. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you guys, you guys do for us. Well, let's say I found the one who takes me to another level. Always stays calm under pressure. Most importantly, the one that helps me discover the coolest places. This sounds wonderful. Come outside, I'll introduce you. They're here. Definitely the one. (laughs) Introducing the all-new Nissan Frontier. At CDW, we get speed as the new currency of success. Our team spends way too much time tending to outdated applications and software when they should be focused on driving application agility and innovation. CDW Amplify Development Services modernizes software and application development to help accelerate innovation and digital transformation. So you mean building new applications, UI, and mobile interfaces? Well, you said you needed to innovate more quickly. Oh, so he's a listener. To do more at scale, trust CDW Amplify Development Services. It's like a loop machine. Going around town, trying to get down. Compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love, love, and who the ball, who the ball. 
So listen to Professor Yesler yes, And pay attention Because he going to teach a lesson yes. This is at HBC Sports Lab. We're riding behind the scenes. He's going to give us an update in terms of the Savannah State Benedict and give us a little touches in terms of what he thinks in terms of this matchup. That's none other than A.D. Drew. This is Dr. Dills inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. As I told you, Mike Washington's out on assignment, but we do have Charles Bishop bringing it like he always does. And then we have our guest, Joshua Sims Sr., the adjunct bringing it. And we have the visiting professor, A.D. Drew, Give us a little touch of what's going on in this matchup. Go ahead, Drew. Take it away. 8-27 remaining in the first quarter. Savannah State drove to midfield, but punted on their first drive. Benedict now has the ball. They are at about their own 35-yard line. A couple quick things I wanted to bring out to you guys. Uh, Savannah State has lost one conference game in the last two seasons, that being to Albany State. But, of course, New, new head coach. Last season, Savannah State defeated Benedict in, in 41-34 in Savannah. Fellas, do y'all know this is the first time that these two teams have played in Columbia, South Carolina since 1962? Wow. Yeah. Because uh, wow. the last time, wow. last Great one, home and home. Drew, I see you doing your homework. <laughs> they played in Augusta, in, uh, uh, Augusta, Georgia. And last thing, can Savannah State deal with the dual quarterback system that Benedict has with Eric Phoenix, who has passed for 353 yards on the season and, and two touchdowns, zero interceptions, and John Lampley, who has passed for 217 yards on the season, one touchdown, zero interceptions through two games. John, John Lampley transferred from Southern. Yeah. Yes. I was yes. just about to say, good gracious. Yes. You should have brought that oh. info out before I made my pick, man. <laughs> and you you should have read my article before you made your pick. <laughs> no, I'm just, man, I'm just they can get this kind of information. D2Football.com, baby. Nice, nice. With that, let's get into the major division games. Miak and Swack. We're going to give everybody a chance to talk about these. Obviously, the first one, Durham. No, not Durham, North Carolina, but this is Durham, New Hampshire. Miak versus the Colonial, Saturday, September the 17th, 5 o'clock on Flow Sports, number three in the HBC poll rankings, Dr. Gaville, inside HBC Sports, as I like to tell you. North Carolina Central Eagles are 2-0 coming in this to matchup. They do hit the road. And New Hampshire Wildcats, a historically white college university, for those that don't know, they are 2-0, and that's also 2-0 in the conference. Colonial early races, they start off an early season matchup. Let me go to Joshua Sims. To get mm. the ball rolling right. Tell us what is his thoughts on this matchup. Well, Doc, look, I got a two-hour flight uh, flying out of Charlotte International Airport, headed up to Manchester, Boston Airport tomorrow evening. And I've been thinking all day, well, what are, what are my thoughts going to be as I kind of cross the Mason-Dixon line, and go over a few states and look down and see if I can see the the uh the uh Boston food uh fish market from the window and, you know all of these different things and I'm thinking man we can really go up here where the weather it might be a little bit cold colder during kickoff but then I got to thinking doc mm. my defense ain't got scored on ain't nobody came in them in zone mm. but one time on that defense mm. and that includes the school down the highway that includes the other school a little bit further down the highway 
<laughs> one time has it's only been one time we've had a team get in the end zone against us this season. Our defense, under the leadership of our brand new defensive coordinator, Courtney McCord, who came to us from the school down the highway, but he is a North Carolina Central grad, has that defense clicking. I have made prognostications and open statements that we have the second, if not the best defense in all of HBCU, and we're young. And I know the University of New Hampshire is going to bring that little running game that they got that they used last week against the University <laughs> of Yeah, a little running game. They used that against <laughs> the University of Albany. We ain't talking about Albany State. We talking about the University of Albany. They used that running game against the University of Albany last week, and they used it too close to perfection. But they have not seen the front seven that we have. They have not seen Brandon Codrington, our, our, our All-American, preseason All-American, all-conference cornerback that we got out there, who is okay with being on the island. And they ain't seen what we got coming off that edge with Ja'Kai Brevard. So I got my guys against that running game. They do not have a great passing game, which is going to be a problem for us. If you have a reasonable park passing game, we might be able to play with you. You might be able to play with us a little bit. But if all you can do is run the ball, we're going to have a problem. You're going to have a problem with our front seven. I got us going up to Durham, New Hampshire, bringing it back to Durham, North Carolina by 10, Doc. I got us winning 31 21. We're going to show on the road. Davius Richard, big time game. He's a superstar. Woo, I like him. Break down. AD Drew, tell us what your thoughts are on this matchup. I think uh, Charles will quickly remind you that although Central has given up one touchdown, Jackson State has not given up a touchdown this I year. Not, has I was only given up, not. Has only given up three field goals. Come on, I, I really you got to do did, like that. He, he I, did I, say the top two. He said top two if not the one. Y'all ain't got to get excited. I heard We're going to talk about that. Jackson State next. Stick <laughs> with North Carolina Central right Look. now. Break down the matchup, AD group. Look. Uh, Dave, Davis Richard, I think this may be a coming out party for him. We know what he has. I don't think the rest of FCS know what they have in uh, in North Carolina. That look, Richard impressed me last year when I saw him against Alcorn in the BX Spike Challenge, and that's the first time he was put on my radar. And I've watched him progress since then. Uh, you top off that central defense with that uh, running game that they have, and then you have a quarterback who can who can do what he wants to do with the ball, uh, and he has arm talent. Richard had, definitely has arm talent to go with those legs that he has. Yeah, I, I think uh, Central can get this game. I need Central to get this game. Yes, sir. Uh, you, I, 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 I would say like that. I need Central to get this game, and I think they can. I think it's going to be – I don't think either one of these teams score over 20 points. Ooh. Wow. Should be interesting. Charles, what do you got to this is going to be a fun one, a very interesting one. Uh, you have a team that's coming in uh, that's the number 25 team in the Stats FCS poll when you're talking about uh, 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 New, New Hampshire. So, ah, this is going to be a tough one. First year head coach, Rick Santos, but I love Davis Richard and I do like North Carolina Central's defense. That was an impressive showing against North Carolina AT. I like the Eagles to go up there and, and bring it back to Durham. So I'm going to go with my colleague, Josh. I'm going to go with the Eagles here. I'm going to go with a little HBCU pride. Let's go up there and go get this W and come on back uh, to HBCU land. 
I like it. I like That's it. That's what I want to hear. That's Talk what I want to hear, brother. We're going to stick. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Sticking with you, Charles, since you talked a little bit about the defense, let's stay and see what your thoughts in terms of defense in this next matchup. You got Jackson, Mississippi. Mississippi Veterans Memorial Stadium, as you talked about, you getting texts in the game, talking about people are setting up for tailgating that. Yeah. This is yeah. a swag game. But it's a non-conference game. It's one of those games where you schedule outside of your conference schedule. So this will not count in the standings. Just making that clear for those that haven't heard that enough by now. Saturday, September the 17th at 1 o'clock, ESPN3 matchup. So you'll get to see this game. Unlike for those that were trying to find a place and watch another day in this class. That's a whole different discussion there. We won't get into that. But, Charles, what are your thoughts in terms of this Gramlin-Jackson State matchup? Classic. For many people that understand the SWAT, these two individuals, for folks that do not study the history that well, they actually go back to when they played in the Midwestern Conference, along with Tennessee State, oddly enough, in terms of triumph with, with that matchup. But now it's in the SWAT, and let me go to Charles and see what he thought, thinks on this, as you have two NFL coaches coaching in this matchup with Hugh Jackson and Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. What are your thoughts in terms of this matchup? Yeah, I, I think you got a, a very intriguing matchup with uh, two uh, uh, coaches of caliber, Hugh Jackson and Deion Sanders. Uh, but I've said this on so many occasions. Uh, and Dennis Thurman, I trust. Uh, Jackson State's defense right now is really pushing on some historic-type uh, mentions. Uh, when you talk about Jackson State football, there's uh, the defense, uh, Jackson State defense 81, the one in 1987, uh, the one that sacked Brett Favre eight times, uh, 1996 was another great one. And last year and this year, this defense is the, the engine that really propels this football team. Uh, they feed off of their energy. They feed off of big hits. They feed off of stops. And once they get the ball rolling, that's when they become this, you know, this force, if you will. So I, I really uh, think this will be a, a great game. Uh, one thing, I talked with Santoria Black, Grambling's play-by-play uh, man for quite some time, and Santoria was saying that the, uh, Grambling uh, – you know, they have a very athletic quarterback in Hawkins, uh, but it's, uh, the running back room is very deep. They have Lyndon Rash. They have uh, the young man transfer from Nebraska, Washington, who had 95 yards last week. So uh, they're going to look to really be physical and establish uh, the run game, but I think that plays in the Jackson State's hands. I think uh, Jackson State, the first principle of Dennis Thurman is stop and run. And then once you become one-dimensional, they start teeing off on you. So we saw that last week with Tennessee State. Uh, Dwayne uh, reminded me today they amended the stat. Niles Gaddy now has one more sack. So he had, he had four and a half sacks last week. So nine sacks yeah. all total for, for Jackson State. So I think the, the defense will do what they need to do. Uh, uh, you know, I don't think uh, Gramlin's going to run up and down the field in terms of spawn on Jackson State's defense. So I'm looking for Jackson State to put up maybe 35 points in this game and get on track. Uh, they bogged down in the red zone last week, a couple turnovers, and then uh, missing out on a fourth and goal. But I think they'll rectify that this week. So looking for Jackson State big, and they'll 35 to 10. Hmm. He said big. He said 10. That sounds like somebody gets in the end zone. I won't test him on this one, but I'm going to go to A.D. Drew. Top 10 matchup, number seven, Grandma State Tigers at number one, Jackson State Tigers. You know the bands will be there. Uh, a lot of tailgating. But, Drew, what are your thoughts in terms of this matchup? Charles said 10. Does Grambling get in the end zone? Do they make it a game? You asking somebody who 
went to FAMU and was rooted for FAMU. <laughs> Does Jackson State make this a game and get the end zone? Are you sure you want me to answer that question? Because <laughs> I only got look, I only got one film to look at since I couldn't look at the game last week. And the only film that I have is the Florida AM game. And the one thing that I noticed about the Florida AM game was Jackson State was able to put pressure on us without a whole lot of blitzing. You know, that, that front four of Jackson State was able to do that, and they confused the hell out of uh, Musa with what they were doing in, in the secondary with the coverages that they were doing, you know, dropping this person and, and, and bringing somebody else in. So if Jackson State can defend the pass with the with the four or five that they have back there without having to come after you with all these exotic blitzes, then if you're grabbing the state, how are you going to beat them? Jackson State can also, because their secondary is so good, match up one-on-one and put eight men in the box and grab the state's running back rule is as deep and Satoria Black has said it is. And then we talked about Grambling State. Has Grambling State really fixed that line that they've had the problems with over the last two or three years? Mm. We, well, we know they didn't fix it the first game because we saw that first game. And once again, <laughs> I don't have any film for the second game to look at. So right now, just based on what I've seen from Grambling State's first game film, Jackson State's first game film. I've got to, I've got to lean with the Tigers in blue and red. Understanding, understanding. As a red out game, let me go to Joshua Sims. Welcome into the swag territory. Properly, he's been able to break down the act like none other. But now he gets the chance to come in here and tell us a little bit about the swag because he knows it all in terms of his HBCU football SIEC CIAA MEAC. In terms of the MAC and the SWAC, SWAC, talk a little bit about this matchup. Top 10 matchup, as I said, Grambling State Tigers, 1-1 one one at number one, Jackson State Tigers, 2-0. 1-0, is there an upset in the making? Or are you going with these guys and saying Tigers, in terms of JSU, want to bring it home? So, look, I'm going to say this, Doc. This is this is primetime football, man. This is primetime mm-hmm. football. If, if we owned a network like an ABC, um, this game wouldn't be played at 1 o'clock. This would be an 8 o'clock kickoff where everybody's sitting at home with their mama, daddy, and children watching this big-time matchup. Number one, Jackson State going up in in their hometown inside of Mississippi Veterans Memorial Stadium. And you got Grambling coming in, and they look like they have matured from week one. Last week, Paterius Hawkins, just a little bit about what he did last week. Only 10 incompletions last week for 293 passing yards and three touchdowns. He threw an 83-yard bomb last week that I had a chance to see with my own two eyes on the highlights. That running game netted 145 rushing yards last week. And so I know Brother Drew, Brother A.D. Drew, asked, did the offense, has the offensive line finally come to their own understanding? Have they finally come to someplace or a standing where they can be just reasonable? And if last week is if last week is any type of indicator that they have, look, you look for your teams as the season to go along to mature. But this ain't the time of the season where you want Jack, you want to be coming up against Jackson State when you're trying to mature. 
<laughs> this ain't the time of the season where you want to be coming to maturation and coming into manhood in week three when you got to go see them Jackson State Tigers. Listen, Shiloh Sanders is back this week. And though Travis Hunter is not going to be playing this week, which is a big, big difference. We saw that in the secondary just a little bit last week, not having that talent out there on the outside. But that front seven, man, now mm-hmm. led by Niles Gaddy. I'm not sure, other than what I'm seeing in Durham, North Carolina right now, I'm not sure I've ever seen an accumulation of guys like that. I thought they were good last year. Dennis Thurman told us that it was better this year. And I believed him. But God, B-Mo love me. I ain't believe him this much. Good gracious, man. Grambling State might not score in this game. And it might get ugly early and fast. Because Shador Sanders, the game has slowed down to that kid. He's in the running for national player of the year from my perspective. He hasn't turned the ball over. He hasn't thrown an interception at all this season yet. It's going to be tough for them Grambling State Tigers to get up out of there with their head held high. This is not the game you want to be coming to full maturation. And that's where I'm saying, that's why I'm leaving it at. This can get ugly and ugly fast. Great breakdown by all three of you. Let me go to Aju before we cut it off and give us the last update in terms of what's going on so everybody can switch over officially to Savannah State and Benedict, top 10 matchup at the mid-major level. Go ahead, Aju. But just just under a minute ago, Savannah had the ball fourth and one from the Benedict six-yard line and went for it. Savannah, uh, Benedict stopped them three yards in the backfield. Now Benedict has taken the ball over first to 10 on their own 10-yard line. Great breakdown. Oh, this is going to be fun. Y'all can officially turn it over. Go ahead, let me, Charles. Let, let me mention this real quick. They have lifted the boil water. They have lifted the boil water notice here in Jackson. So uh, that is a huge step in the right direction with regards to uh, the, the water situation that was going on here. So. Thank you for sharing that. It's extremely important. We still have prayers going out for all those in Jackson, Mississippi, in terms of things continue to get better for them. We'll nothing, nothing at the end of one. Part. I'm sorry. We'll nothing, nothing at the end, end of one. the first quarter, zero, zero. Zero, zero. Over. Y'all got the breakdown here, and that was not Charles providing you an update on Jackson State. Um, he listening intently. He's like, hey, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. This is Joshua <laughs> Sims, Jr., from the outside, giving you a breakdown, and I like the way they bring it in there. I hate to say this uh, because certainly – I'd like to see Prairie View, Texas Southern in the Mi'ak Sway Challenge, uh, but it sure would be interesting and funny. I know those Southern Jaguars, Grambling folks out there talking about Olo, Alabama A&M, FAMU obviously seen, hoping some crazy things happen. But, boy, would that be interesting with these two folks <laughs> in, a, in a celebration bowl in terms of Jackson State and North Carolina Central. We'll see if it works out that way. But we do have the South Carolina State Bulldogs over there in the Mi'ak saying, Olo, not so fast. No folks say said they're gonna try to get it right this week against Hampton. We talked about Namiak, but we'll keep you updated. We'll continue to bring Joshua Sims Sr. back. He's gonna move over to that visiting professor perspective. So you'll see him every once in a while giving us some updates to make sure that you get a full breath of what's going on. Obviously, we have AD Drew to make sure you get all the SIAC. We'll bring in Stephen Gaither at some point to give you some CIAA updates and love, but that's what we do here. Thank you for listening to Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Watson, Charles Bishop, and Isaiah T. Stephen Gaither. 
I was trying to wait to see if Winston-Salem State did some stuff positive so he can come in here with a more positive note, but not so fast <laughs> as other folks would say. Again, we want to thank you. Dr. Bill's inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Watson and Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock. You know I kid you because I care, Stephen Gates. Great work you're doing over there at HBCU game day, Tali, uh, Wallet, getting it done and so much. Follow me, Dr. Hiyadakaville, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's DR. K-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We look forward to Sunday as we'll do our 9 o'clock wake-up matchup. And we'll be able to talk about all the things that happened on Saturday and even some of the stuff that happened on Thursday, obviously, with tonight's game. Inside the HBCU Sports Lab 1 on Twitter. Facebook and YouTube is Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Dream Big, continue to look forward. Make sure you check out the pregame show as they give their stuff. Make sure you're doing my JVN, my BCSN. Make sure you check out Joshua Sims Senior on Twitter as he gets it done in terms of HBCU Nightly. Check out Brian AD in terms of sports rap. ONG Strike Zone is Brian and Kofi all get it done. BJ Jones with his Tuesday uh, top five, and he'll soon be bringing back his Sunday night breakdown of HBCU sports. We'll talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. AD? Lecture. Joshua? Class dismissed. <laughs> wow. Well, they say.